Hello everyone and welcome to the Western Sydney Business Podcast. My name is Thomas Mosca and this series is designed to interview people from around Western Sydney who are working to make it a city of the future. In this episode, I sit down with Chuan Duong, the principal of Duo Tax Quantity Surveyors, and talk all things depreciation in property and how you can maximize your investments. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Western Sydney Business Podcast. It's nice to see things are getting back to normal amidst COVID-19. Today, we are joined by Mr. Tuan Duong, who's the principal of Duo Tax Quantity Surveyors. Gay Tuan, how are you? Good, thank you. Good, thank you, Thomas, and thanks for having us on today. It's my absolute pleasure. Uh, So we were connected through a mutual friend and a guest I had on the podcast, Matthew Sartori, uh, another Southwest boy, and he thought it would be great to have you on this podcast. So a bit of a summary, you're a Southwest boy, born and raised, uh, and you started a business in Camley Heights five years ago. It's Duo Tax Quantity Surveyors. Mm -hmm. Uh, So do you want to give give the audience an overview of Duo Tax and, and where that business is five years later? Yeah, yeah, sure. Thank, thanks, uh, Thomas. So I guess um, the the journey for myself is that, uh, you know, as an individual, you know, being young, I, I actually didn't have a lot of, uh, I had a passion uh, in, to, to help uh, myself get out of something that I was really comfortable with in terms of a career mm-hmm. in civil engineering. And then I kind of uh, found, a, I found an interest in property, uh, started delving into property myself. And that's when I learned about tax depreciation through my tax accountant. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to see an accountant, then, uh, you know, of course, you get the advice about, hey, let's get uh, negative gearing happening. Let's get tax depreciation happening. And that's when I sort of, you know, my ears sort of sprung up and thought, oh, this is great. Tax depreciation, you know, on a brand new duplex at that time that I had bought um, yielded thousands of dollars in tax refund for me. And I thought, well, that's a great way to save money um, through just having an investment property and what an advantage that is. So then I decided to change my career as a civil engineer and uh, make a change into quantity surveying. Quantity surveying being a construction economist, which is like an independent advisor of what construction costs on various things are, whether it's a subdivision or building high rises um, or or helping the banks out or helping the council out determine the construction costs on different type of um, uh, uh, developments. So then I, because I had a quantity surveying uh, construction background in university, I decided to leverage on that uh, again and then uh, take up a role in quantity surveying. I did that for a couple of years before I delved into uh, tax depreciation. It gave me a bit of a background. Getting registered with the, uh, the, the tax board gave me an, uh, an advantage then to, let's, it gave me an opportunity, should I say, to then start up my own business and then help not just myself, uh, you know, but uh, I wanted to help people like me, other property investors out there, uh, delve into property as well and then learn about the benefits of um, investing in property and advising on tax depreciation was one of those ways I could help people. And so um, the value that that brought, I then decided that, you know, duo tax would be the the, the vehicle that uh, would take me through to the next five years to help uh, not just you know, my staff, but, you know, grow a business out of it, but help thousands. So today we've helped maybe 15 to 18,000. I think it is the last uh, recount I've had on uh, how many investors we've helped Australia wide. And it's really just a passion for property that it comes down to that's helped us uh, get from where we are five years ago to today to get a become a business that focuses purely on just advising on property. And so you met, so you started in, in, uh, in Canley Heights and then you just mentioned, 
clients all across Australia. So how, you know, how has this business grown from that point of view, from starting in Southwest um, yes. to now being Australia-wide, is it? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, so we've got offices in Sydney and Melbourne, um, but when clients and, and property investors, should I say, be referred to us by people like yourself, people like Matt Satori, we then uh, go out to their properties, whether it's in Perth that they buy or Darwin or, as you know, Tasmania is even a popular spot. We've, yeah. got, in, uh, we've got inspectors and valuers that all help us all across the country to get these reports done. So inspecting the property, getting it through to, 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 to a stage where the, the accountant can have that report ready for use and how we got there i guess um it's 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 something about where i started i thought well i'll help sydney investors uh like myself in my own networks get uh tax depreciation advice yeah then i realized that people were buying everywhere so i had to find a way to you know to say well i've got to expand my horizons outside of just my network within the southwest sydney um but to date you know it, it, regardless of where the business has come in the last five years majority of our business at least i would say 50 to 60 percent of our business comes purely from the western sydney suburbs uh, and that's you know, we're talking from anywhere but you know some businesses in the shire but majority of businesses at the weatherall park uh, fringes sort of through to fairfield uh campbelltown mm -hmm. uh Parramatta, like that's just the biggest market of our business and uh i think it's something to do with the i guess the the breakup and the demographic of where where we live and yeah. being myself as, as a person that I grew up in Cecil Hills um, and formerly, um, you know, Cabramato and Bonnerig, my networks around that area are very, very strong. And so I've mm -hmm. leveraged on that. And the people around there are always willing to help each other. That's just something I've yeah. found along the way. Yeah. That's the culture and the community. I have a question. When working Australia-wide, um, you know, are the principles the same when reviewing a property from a tax appreciation point of view from Tasmania, New South Wales to WA? That's correct. Um, that, 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 that is exactly the case, Thomas. And, and because tax depreciation is legislation that this is legislated from the federal government, um, so at a national level, it all, as, as you know, tax legislation is, is, is nationwide, we then apply the same principles, except obviously with uh, varying construction uh, differences in the cost of different assets at different points in time, especially if you're delivering, uh, you know, if you're delivering still in sort of uh, Ballarat versus Metro, Metro yeah, Melbourne, yeah. you're gonna get different rates of construction, but the principles of depreciation remain the same. I understand, that makes a lot of sense. And from yeah. a property point of view, how, you know, how have you seen Southwest Sydney change from property, from culture, um, from investment? Are you, you know, what are you seeing on the ground when you're speaking with people that wanna start buying in these areas? So I think the biggest changes have been that prior to, so 2015, we started the business. In 2017, there was a huge legislation change. So it was probably my first time uh, going through change in a business and yep. understanding what it, what it takes to be dynamic. And so because of the huge change, property investors were affected hugely where you could claim, you could buy a 1950s or 1960s property back in, you know, 2016, 15, up to, you know, May 17, you could purchase a rental property and you could depreciate just about everything. Even if it was an old building, you could depreciate that ruddy carpet or whatever it might be that, yeah, that almost, almost fully diminished uh, uh, oven. Um, and you could still depreciate that secondhand asset, even if you were the fifth or sixth or seventh owner of that property. That's how it used to be. And then the legislation came out and they said, well, no more. We, we can't have people overvaluing secondhand assets time and time again. Yeah. So we're going to stop that. And from now on, we're only going to allow you to depreciate secondhand, uh, brand new assets 
purchased from a builder or purchased from a retailer and it has to use at the first instance as a rental property or a rental asset. So then a lot of investors were affected by the depreciation, but that's taken some time. It's been three years since that rule rolled out. And now what we're finding is people, including myself, they are buying more brand new uh, properties than ever. So that's, there's this huge right. push. So I think one of those things is the government is always trying to, you know, stimulate new construction. And I think it's one of those uh, tax legislations that they implemented to make sure that people uh, reduce the uh, chances or, or the likeliness of someone investing in secondhand property and mm. get them to start buying brand new, right? So depreciation has been disadvantaged. So at least let's go buy brand new. We can depreciate all these brand new assets, get these huge depreciation uh, values per year of ten to $20,000. And it makes a lot better value for people and people will start buying new, uh, new property. And, uh, and I think that's, that's working to some degree. I, I think the Austral areas, the Leppingtons, um, even if they're bought in Springs, people are buying in these fringes and investing. And, it's, and that's what the government wants to do. And it's stimulating the economy, um, you know, but prior to the COVID anyway, until they re they're, they're released, yeah. I, or they've confirmed the $25,000 grant. But that's, got, that's, that's there, I believe, to stimulate new construction and renovations and things yeah. like that as well. Interesting. I think you touched on it. I was going to ask, is it successful? And, and clearly um, what you're seeing, it, it has been prior to COVID. Um, so just I want to step into the tax side of things. So anybody listening um, to this, can you explain depreciation and how it pertains to investment and tax on a property for somebody that may sure. not know? Sure. So uh, you've bought a rental property. Um, the, 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 the ATO realizes that in, within, within, with an investment property, uh, you can you can leverage on the property by claiming deductions against the income. So you receive rental income every week. Now, over the period of the year, you're going to incur expenses, things like maintenance, things like your your water your water services levy, uh, your council uh, charges, um, and you also have your 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 loan on your, your interest repayments, right? So the interest on on the loan, you're going to have to you can claim that as a tax deduction. So if you you've got ten twenty thousand uh, dollars worth of income a year. You might have fifteen thousand uh, dollars of of uh, of deductions. So that means, which includes your your, your interest, your your council level levies, and your water charges. Well, then your twenty thousand dollars reduce. Um, you take your fifteen thousand dollars off of your you know all your your costs. That leaves you with an, a, a positive only five thousand. So you only pay taxable income of five thousand. So that's what they say negative gearing. So you you claim all the deductions on that property. Now on top of that, the ATO has also allowed or legislated since nineteen ninety seven that you can also claim depreciation of the building on that rental property, whether it's the granny flat, whether it's the house at the front. Um, you can claim the depreciation on those buildings. Now the building is claimed at two point five percent on a rental property. And if you've got a hotel or a small motel, you can depreciate at 4%. So there's some variances in that, but majorly, a majority of the time, uh, it's 2.5% on the building. But then on top of that, if you've got a brand new property or you've purchased a brand new oven, you can also depreciate what they call plant and equipment. Okay, so plant and equipment will uh, contain things like, will uh, include things like your carpet, your oven, your range hood, uh, your ceiling fans, your air conditioners. Now, prior to the 9th, 9th of May, 2017, if you had a uh, secondhand property, you could actually claim depreciation on the uh, plan and equipment. But uh, post 9th of May, 2017, if you exchange contracts on a property, you can claim depreciation on just uh, brand new assets. So 
the brand new oven, the brand new uh, range hood that come with a brand new investment property that you build from your builder um, sort of in that local area, they will allow you, the ATO will allow you to claim the depreciation on those assets and, and that's claimable over 40 years. And if, let, let's just say you own an older rental property at the moment and you bought a new oven, you fit it out for the tenants, can you start claiming that, in, uh, the depreciation on that? If it's an older Sorry, property. So if yep. it's an older yep. property and you as the landlord, um, you buy a new oven, you put some new carpet down, can you claim deductions on that and depreciation? If That's correct. That's correct, Thomas. You can actually do that. Um, and the ATO will allow you to claim depreciation on those secondhand assets because, um, uh, sorry, the brand new assets that are installed in a secondhand property, yep. uh, as long as it's purchased from a retailer. It can't be off Gumtree. Uh, it can't be secondhand in that nature. Oh, it's yes, yep. from a retailer where you pay GST. Understand. And is there any property asset class where this does not apply to? It, you know, and I've sort of, um, so I do a lot of land transactions around the Western Sydney airport, um, you know, land banks sort of stuff. Some have houses on them, some do not. Does this apply to any asset, any asset class or is land excluded, for example? Correct. So the, it's only anything that is sort of man-made, should I say, um, would be depreciable. So uh, things like your bricks, mortar, slab, framework, roofing structure, yep. um, anything to do with that would be depreciable. The land is not. Um, the, 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 the ATO does make some clear distinctions in that. Uh, if you were excavating, for example, if you're excavating for, uh, for the purpose of putting down a slab, uh, laying down your slab, then definitely that you could depreciate that excavation component. But if you were excavating to clear out a tree that you didn't like, part of that investment property, that is not depreciable. Same thing goes with landscaping. So you've got landscaping that's hardscaping, which is your, your, your retaining walls, your fences, um, but things like your turfing and plant plants uh, are not depreciable because they're natural, uh, they're, they're appreciating or natural in, in, in yeah, the environment. Yeah, yeah. It's good. I like that you put it anything man-made. It sort of sums it up. You can you can look to depreciate that. Um, Correct. And so, what if I know we touched on it briefly, but anything else? If somebody else already owns an investment property, what you know yeah. can they still seek to yield benefits from depreciation other than putting in a new oven or um, all those sorts of things? Is there anything else people should know? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, there's a couple of things that's really important is that uh, if you've got an investment property and you don't know about depreciation and uh, you, you've, you've seen your accountant and they, they've forgotten to mention depreciation, the ATO lets you go back and amend two years of tax returns. Okay, so if you, you've got a property you bought in 2017-18 mm -hmm. uh, and then you go and do your tax returns in you know September uh, 2018, from September 2018, you, up, you have up until September 2020, uh, to amend your tax return. So you've got another three months if you bought a property in 2017-18 tax return year. Um, and then so from the date of notice of assessments, once you get that receipt from the government to say that you've lodged your tax return, which is the notice of assessment, yep. they've got two years to amend that tax return. Anything outside of that, so if you bought purchase property 15-16, uh, that means you can only go back to the 17-18 year. Understand. Okay, so I've got, yeah, so definitely it's worthwhile to go back and have a look and I think it's a simple question as, uh, can I claim anything? Um, so we have a lot of clients that uh, I guess um, that would come to us and refer to us and we would ask them, okay, well, what's your address? Uh, when did you own the, we, we'll find out through RP data, was lots of sources these days where you can find out information about property and ownership details. We'll use that to find out exactly, okay, well, how far back can we go? How much depreciation can you actually claim? 
That way we can actually do a feasibility check for the client to see if it's even worth spending the five, six hundred dollars for, for yeah. a residential property tax depreciation schedule. So that's one of the benefits of, of, of just inquiring with a quantity surveyor if you're unsure. So definitely do it. What, what are some other key tips you can offer investors in the market right now? Should they be looking at, you know, for relation with uh, depreciation or investment that you maybe commonly see people not do? Definitely. Um, one of the things I think uh, people are really become a little bit unstuck is uh, buying brand new properties and living in it. Um, I think uh, that it's always because of the new legislation where if you buy a property that's brand new and you live in it for six months for some potential CGT benefits um, in the first six months and then you decide to rent it out, um, it's always worth remembering that you do lose all the depreciation on the plant and equipment. So say, for example, you had a $250,000 building price, yep. uh, 40,000 of that or 50,000 of that might be plant equipment. We have to remember that the $50,000 is order, is immediately um, omitted from any depreciation claims once you make that an owner-occupied property at the first instance. It has to be a brand new investment property at the first instance for you to claim the full 250000 But that's not to say, even if you do live in it for the first six months because of the other benefits like your first homeowner's grant, yep. your CGT benefits, your capital gains tax benefits for the listeners that don't know, that's something you want to speak to your accountant about. But they're the benefits you can have, but you do omit some depreciation. Sometimes that can be better value to just forego the depreciation on plant and equipment and just claim the $200,000 in building depreciation. Mm. Um, not as beneficial, your depreciation is going to be a little bit lower, but in the end result, you will have a better outcome when it comes to CGT benefits, potentially. Something you want to speak to your accountant about to crunch the numbers to see what works for you. Um, but that's a little, something that I'll, I think a lot of investors that come through, they get a little bit shocked at the, oh, how come the depreciation is not as high as, it, uh, as, uh, as my friends or um, someone that recommended me? But it's something people are coming to terms with, with the legislation change. Um, something I would suggest with uh, looking at property, um, some, uh, a lot of people don't know that substantial renovations now is also included as a brand new property. That's as part of the GST Act. Right. So if you buy a property that's got a new, a new kitchen, new bathroom, new framing, new paintwork, um, new facade, um, but it hasn't, it's, it's still the same in nature in terms of its physical uh, appearance and, and, and physical uh, structurally the same, then you can still depreciate as a brand new uh, building. So that's something that clients would know. And I think a lot of older homes, especially sort of the inner west sections of uh, Sydney and the sort of, you know, the older suburbs of Sydney, they're undergoing a lot of that where, um, you know, builders and renovators are making the most of that. And, and so those pr properties there are yielding good depreciation because of that um, brand new nature that they've reinstated in that building that might be whatever it might be, heritage listed or whatever it could be. There are still benefits there, Thomas. I, and I want to touch on something that um, pertains to millennials, I suppose, in buying new homes and, you know, young 20s-ish. Um, you, know, you know, your thoughts you mentioned, living in it for six months versus, you know, the depreciation you may get from an investment asset. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Should you buy it and then just live in it for six months and then rent it out? Or should you just, you know, yield that, that upfront depreciation benefit? What, can I get your broad thoughts on that? Yeah, for sure. Um, now, the C... This, this does pertain to accounting advice, but this is from my experience as an investor. <laughs> this, this, uh, as an investor myself, my first property, I lived in it for six months. I claimed, uh, the, I claimed uh, less depreciation. Um, sorry, at that time, there was 
um, there was a full depreciation, even if you lived in it after six months. So putting myself in, my, uh, in someone else's shoes that will be a first time investor today, living in the first six months, you would claim less depreciation. You'd forego $40,000 depreciation, um, but which is claimable probably on the, over the first 10 years. Now, if you think about that, $40,000 over 10 years, if you lose that, you got to think about the benefits of buying a property, say in Austral, um, that like a client of ours did the other day for $600,000, $600,000. Now I think in 10 years, that property uh, may be worth potentially, and I think this is a good case scenario, at least 900,000. So we're talking about $300,000 of capital gain, okay? Now you've gained $300,000 of capital gain, but your first uh, six months, uh, 10 years, you lost $40,000. In, 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 uh, in depreciation. So $300,000 versus the $40,000 in cap in, in uh, depreciation. I think I know which way I'd go. That's yeah. my experience. That's something I would do if I was uh, advising as an investor. Um, and I think that's better value, uh, especially in my circumstances. Um, I would say that that's a lot beneficial because I'd want to hold property, especially in Sydney, uh, for a 10 year period because there's a lot there's there's a huge advantage there and and i think um as much as you you it, it is important to negative gear and make the most of your those tax incentives it's not always uh those reasons that we invest in property there are other reasons like the the, the high yield the high capital growth we do want that and sometimes that's more important so something to speak to your accountant about if you're unsure uh, especially um you know based on your circumstances Fantastic. That was awesome. Um, are there any upcoming government policies that investors need to be aware of? You know, like the 2017 one, is there anything on the next the horizon for the next five years that people need to note? Um, in the, uh, I think uh, the 2017 budget was, a, was a big, big change, especially to drive the construction side of things, brand new construction. And then as we went through the 18, 19, and the 19, we had the uh, federal um, election. And the federal election, obviously, as we, a, lot, a lot of people know, that uh, you know, Labor was really pushing for to, you know, the agenda without uh, to to move move forward without negative gearing, and that was a big topic on their agenda. But I think since the election of uh, you know Liberal having um, the the favour there, uh, we we've gone to I think that subsided somewhat the negative gearing uh, talk about investing, and I think investing in property negative gearing and having those deductions helps people a lot to get ahead because if they were if you weren't including uh, interest in those type yeah. of deductions it makes it it changes the form into why you would buy a property and it makes it very difficult for people to buy property and uh, i think um, ever since then the federal government has also then got rid of travel so you couldn't travel interstate to go uh, uh, to, to tra um, claim your travel expenses going to look at your investment property in brisbane from Sydney. Um, and so little things like this, and they were actually saying in the 2020 uh, budget, um, uh, sorry, 2019 budget, that the high, the, you know, on their agenda was property investors, people with five, 10, 15 properties that they were gonna sort of, you know, try to catch them out on, you know, all those deductions and things like that they were trying to put through. But I think the biggest movement is now with the COVID happening, I think they're gonna try to help people get ahead wherever they can. I mean, yeah. they're, Part of their stimulus is to try people to get people to spend, and if um, people aren't spending, then they're not making, they're not going places. And, and I think, fortunately for property investors, it's a great time to thrive um, yeah. because the yeah, government like, just wants to get out there and spend money. Spend money, right? buy property. That's all they're wanting people to start doing now. Correct. Yeah, yeah they're trying. To, they want people to drive construction, and hence the twenty-five thousand dollar construction grant for people that earn less than one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I think it's a great incentive. Mm. No, fantastic. 
Tuan, I think you've given us an absolutely epic overview of the uh, depreciation world and property, your business, yourself. Um, I've, had a, yeah, I've had a great insight here. Um, anything yeah. else you want to leave us with before we wrap up the podcast? Um, that's it. I think, I think I, I've wrapped, uh, wrapped up a lot of the points that I wanted to talk about. I think, um, there's, there's, uh, there's huge, I think there's huge benefits being, especially, I think your listeners out there, Western Sydney, um, you know, uh, you know, upright is such a, uh, an area that has so much potential. Um, now that, you know, I'm, I mean, myself growing up at Cecil Hills now looking at where that's taken, taken off and having the airport come, I think it's going to bring huge potential all the way from, I think, Parramatta, all the way down to the sort of Campbelltown region. There's just massive potential. And we've, as a business, as much as we're expanding our horizons, our core of our business is always focusing on people locally. And because I think the local demographic of people uh, do so much for the, this this region, not alone, but also this country. I think it's a, it's a great place to be. So, I, I, and I, I encourage people out there, if they're, if they're young and they're, you know, you know, high on spirit and, uh, you know, they've got uh, entrepreneurial, uh, you know, spirit, get out there and, and, and definitely make the most of it. It's a huge uh, opportunity out there, especially in this, this region of Sydney. Yep, excellent. Twan, thank you so very much. I look forward to having thank you on another episode of the podcast. Cheers, appreciate it. Yeah, bye. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Tuan. I got a lot out of that and I hope you did too. You can listen to other episodes of the podcast on YouTube, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for tuning in and have a great rest of your day.